Peter Ryan's uh, with us this morning. Uh, Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Chris. I uh, thought you were going to be uh, swapping roles uh, there. <laughs> yeah, you came in as the sport uh, came in. I thought we could swap the roles. In fact, we maybe we could because what's going on with interest rates and everybody speculating about them and watching and commentating is not unlike a, a sport right now. The RBA, of course, first meeting yesterday, rates on hold. You were there. What was it like? What happened? Well, like uh, reporting anything, even if it's sport, it's all about uh, uh, cutting through everything and reporting to the public and making things clear. And, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, good feedback on this uh, press conference yesterday. It was, after all, a massive change for the Reserve Bank. You have a newly minted governor, Michelle Bullock, uh, doing her best to be plain speaking and clear, minimising the usual central bank jargon we usually have to decipher for the public. She was uh, smiling and even casually answering questions about the economic impact of the Taylor Swift tour, brushing off calls by state premiers who have been demanding urgent rate cuts, saying... They have their tools, we have ours, while at the same time acknowledging that stressed borrowers really are sweating and hanging out for rates relief. Now, even though the RBA's revised economic forecasts do suggest rate cuts on the horizon because they see the economy crunching to uh, GDP growth of 1.3% by June, And then inflation falling to 2.8% by December next year, which that's important because it's getting back into the top of the Reserve Bank's 2% to 3% target band. But Michelle Bullock, uh, Chris, was very busy managing expectations, saying that if inflation flares again, we'll get ready for another rate hike. I spoke with economist Warren Hogan, who told me optimism isn't enough for Michelle Bullock to declare mission accomplished, but he did say it was a five-star performance. Look, I think it's good. A lot of information, then a press conference to dig a little deeper. I think it's good because they've taken a break over summer and uh, I think the commentary was shifting pretty quickly towards rate cuts, You know, mainly led by what's happening overseas. Uh, But the RBA's uh, sort of straightened up their views on all of that. And if you look at the statement that came with rates staying on hold, there was definitely a tightening bias still there and and a warning that if inflation starts ticking higher again, well, there could be another rate rise. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the surprise. The markets, many economists and other commentators were thinking that they might pivot um, away from a tightening bias, but they kept a reference to the potential need for further hikes. Now, I don't think it's a strong bias. I don't think they're thinking that they're going to have to act. But what they do know is that the inflation battle is not over and they want to keep that card up their sleeve. Uh, and if nothing else, send a message to the broader community that um, we're not going to be getting rate cuts anytime soon. And that is an important message, as you say, given that you have falling inflation, uh, falling uh, GDP, unemployment ticking up by the looks, which would really add up to potentially rate cuts, but it's not going to take too much going on around the world for that to change. Yeah, yeah, and I think the RBA is is ambivalent about what's going to happen next. I think they, like many economists, think they're probably just going to hold the cash rate where it is for an extended period, and they are actually factoring into their projections rates coming down at the end of this year and into next. That's not a forecast from them. It's just their assumption for their modelling. But I think they're not uncomfortable with the view that eventually they can bring rates down. 
But they're also not naive enough to think that the world can't change. And if we see a bounce back in economic activity, a bounce back in employment growth, uh, and inflation remaining high and stubborn, then of course they may have to raise rates again. So she's leaving everything open and she doesn't want to be put into a corner because it is obviously very high profile, very political. So Michelle Bullock's performance, how many stars out of five do you give her, given that she handled questions beyond monetary policy, even talking about the Taylor Swift impact on the economy and uh, stage three tax cuts? I think she's done a great job. I'd give her five out of five. And as you said, dealing with some uh, left field issues, uh, whether it was the Taylor Swift or the state premiers, uh, I thought she did a great job. All right. That's Warren Hogan, economic advisor to Judo Bank. Uh, It's all very well saying she put in a good performance, Peter. But what we all wanted to hear is when are interest rates going to come down? And we didn't. So (laughs) we're disappointed by that. Well, uh, this was a a really interesting part of uh, yesterday because the Reserve Bank also uh, released the quarterly statement on monetary policy, which normally goes out a few days after uh, the rates decision. But they um, revealed a range of assumptions about rate cuts. These aren't forecasts, not a guarantee, nothing date-specific, but based on what money markets and economists are thinking. Now, this sees the cash rate staying at 4.35% for now, but falling to 3.9% in December, 3.6% in June next year, down to 3.2% in June 2026. So once again, not a guarantee. It's a long way out. No one at the Reserve Bank has a crystal ball. And there are some big risk factors, such as inflation bouncing back and staying higher for longer. And Michelle Bullock are very careful to warn that that scenario of sustained inflation would be a whole lot worse than the hard medicine of those 13 rate hikes we've been through. Yeah. As you say, tempering our expectations. Uh, a five-star performance, says Warren Hogan. How much preparation would have gone into this? Because this is a new look RBA, after all. Oh, look, uh, there would have been days, if not weeks, of uh, preparation uh, because uh, Michelle Bullock in there at the RBA, they have a, a new media team um, headed by people who are... Um, Political operatives, media operatives um, wouldn't be phased at all in giving advice that uh, maybe in the past that uh, people would have been reluctant to give to the Reserve Bank governor. Um, and, and also it was interesting yesterday, Michelle Bullock did perform well um, as I left. I was just looking at the podium after she left the room and she did leave some speaking notes there that I was about to sort of take a bit of a look at, but a media operative ran up and um, <laughs> took them away before I could see them. But there's no doubt out that uh, Michelle Bullock would have been prepared to take uh, any question, be prepared to answer any question, including about Taylor Swift. And she did actually reveal that um, she has uh, children who've been saving money uh, to go to Taylor Swift and uh, not necessarily saying that's adding to inflation. And uh, But that was important to be able to sort of take it back down to the public and communicate a whole lot better. Yeah. And it puts a human face on it all, doesn't it? And yeah. That's the important thing. The, the, the human face, not the ivory tower, getting rid of the jargon as much as possible though I wouldn't say the days of jargon are over. Okay. Well, that's good for the likes of you. We need experts who can unpick it all for us. You're listening to ABC News Radio, coming up to 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 5 in the West.